do you find a lot of the people who are close to you or that you know don't understand? Actually, my dad was, and everybody in my family thought he was crazy. As time went on, like everybody switched around. Oh, for real? They switched yeah, bro. around? Yeah, like everybody in my family. Like- I, I've given up on my family. They'll never learn. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Table Moments, the podcast where brothers and guests get together and talk about random crazy ideas. We talk about anything and everything. No politics. Uh, I'm one of the hosts, Ayman, um, the crazy guy with all the crazy ideas. We also have Akram, the co-host, who is a fitness machine. And if you get him started talking about fitness, he will go on and on and on forever. So be careful. <laughs> Bilal, you know him. He is the youngest brother. And if you bring up F1, he will go off over two. And then this week we have a very special guest, another Bilal. B squared. We're rolling with B squared. Yeah, B squared. They spell their names the same way too. I know. I was expecting <laughs> an E instead of an I. I see an I. I'm like, holy crap, that's crazy. Yeah. So tell well, us, tell us about yourself. What are you? What are you about? What What do people know you for? I'm about that life, bro. That's what I'm about. No, nah, I'm Not just life. a, I'm a, I'm just an artist, bro. I'm just a, I'm a Muslim artist out here trying to, trying to make something. You feel me? That's that's like everything in one sentence. You feel me? Okay. What what, what kind, kind of, of artist? artist are you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I consider myself a multidisciplinary artist. Um, but in truth, my primary mediums are writing and photography. When it comes to writing, specifically like uh, essay writing, screenwriting, um, some fiction, but mostly, yeah, mostly just mostly just trying to like find a way to not only like critique, but you know, uh, bring about you know new perspectives and new ideas in regards to just how people are thinking today. Trying to be very conscious of you know what direction society is going in, and you know, always trying to provide like new insight, like my. Uh, I guess like my 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 motto when it comes to everything I do is everything unorthodox. So like if everybody's doing one thing, you know, how can I do something different? Basically, um, likes to challenge the status quo that tries to um, you know mm-hmm. make waves, especially when it, um, outside thinking. Right. Um, you do that with your art. Yeah, I mean, for a long time, I definitely was like that. Um, but it was more so like. Much more like in a in a reckless, you know, a reckless like reckless type of way where it was just like f everything and like I don't of care course. about I don't care about morals or um, you know like what's right what's wrong. It's just like if I feel like I want to do something, I'm just going to do it, you know. But you know that could quickly become a you know disastrous and like a downward spiral, which is exactly what happened. Um, just because like you know I f- definitely fell into like wrong crowds or just like into you know just crazy stuff um and like you know growing up in a fairly religious household um and you know even being fairly religious myself and just like you know maintaining my values in general um or like remembering where I, where where my values uh lie like now I'm kind of I'm kind of trying to do the same thing where you know make trying to make waves and um be an inspiration but you know while staying within the guidelines of like what you know what my principles are you feel me so uh, you're saying that you're trying to be more purposeful with how you make your movie? pretty much pretty much yeah um 
while also being very aware of um you know just just like what what's lacking right now what's lacking in the what's lacking in you know humanity in general and like trying to trying to bring something new that that is valuable and like i think i think something that is valuable is like especially right now is you know returning to this concept of like god in general you feel me because we live in one of the most secular you know societies we've ever seen history of man basically um and it's kind of it's very much different from like you know the approach i was taking you know a few years ago but that's kind of just where i'm at right now was there like a huge turning point for you um at eight age but like right um more recently that see things differently or there's some type of yeah type of you know impact in your life right right you know man like uh i feel like i just live so many different lives you feel me um because i was just doing so much random shit like i've been i've been like i don't even like getting into it keep it on it but like um like I, yeah, I just, we're not we're not saying details yeah, here, yeah. but yeah, yeah of like course, clicked for you that made you change, you know, see things a little bit differently, but then still be your true self, right? Right. Um. Yeah, I feel like for a long time, like I was, I would compromise my, I would compromise my like beliefs and like principles for people, you know, not be open mm-hmm. about what I really felt and like what I really believed, um, just because I felt like embarrassed or like shy about it, but then. Like as I got older and uh, I started to experience um, just like the the negative shit that came with that and like people perceiving me as a, you know, as somebody that I didn't really, like I didn't really see myself as. Yeah, it was more so I just started to, you know, I started caring more about, you know, my soul pretty much and just how I felt. Feel me? So it was more all about like the inner peace as opposed to, you know, um, the 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 medium that you were working on oh which precisely yeah essentially music exactly exactly mm-hmm. oh okay who would you right. say who would you say is your, your biggest influence i know we talked about it a little bit yesterday but i want to get uh everybody mm. to know um what, what got you inspired into this kind of um art my biggest inspiration um in terms of what i'm trying to do like now is uh i mean it's it's pretty much everybody's like a lot of people's inspiration but uh, i say virgil Virgil Abloh, um, just because of the the impact he's been able to make, like like on a, on such a personal level to so many people. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Virgil. Yeah, yeah, no, I am. Yeah, okay, he, sure. I, I've I discovered him like unfortunately after his death, right. and um, I've been watching a lot of old YouTube videos about his journey and his vision and right. and all the things he had to go through in the creative spaces and the crap that was, they just had to overcome the journey he shared with Kanye and all that, man. It's, it's pretty amazing, right? It is Yeah, like man. going from like nothing to becoming, what was it? The head of uh, Louis Vuitton. Forget, yeah, yeah. That at the end of the show, going up to Kanye and crying, I'm just like, damn, yeah, that was, that's, that's hard. To, mm-hmm. Yeah. He went through a lot. hundred percent. Yeah, bro. Especially when like no one has faith in what you're doing and People don't get it. It's like mm-hmm. the come up is really a grind and you're going to get a lot of rejections and no's, but mm-hmm. understand what you're going after and what you're trying to say and share and you're persistent enough. Yeah. I'll make it. Right. Yeah. And I, I think like one of the biggest like things I take from him is just positivity in general. Like something he, he did was, you know, just encourage people to do everything to the fullest. Um, like it didn't matter what your, whether or not you were in the creative field or or you're an artist or you're 
you know, an engineer. Like, he just gas people up. But not, like, just to gas you up. It's just, like, he cares about, you know, propelling, uh, you know, the youth and, like, these people coming up, you know, to the highest levels. So that's that's just how I'm trying to be. Um, like, I feel like I, I, I was doing that when I was younger. Um, but I kind of went away from it. And, like, I'm trying to go back. You know, I'm trying to be more community-oriented. Um, and build, you know, build that type of environment. That's, you know, that that's that's what people who, you know, see eye to eye with what I'm trying to do. You know, yeah, you know? yeah uh, that's cool. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you're working on, um, and, and what your your business is about? Yeah. Um. So right now I'm working on a on a brand on a basically it's like a it's a production company. Um. It's a production company that is centered around filmmaking um literary arts and the fine arts pretty much so the name of the company is dixis it's spelled d-i-d-e-i-x-i-s mm-hmm. it's a the word itself is a grammatical term so like the word dixis represents words like like here there uh she he basically words that don't really have a definition until you ascribe it to the word so i chose that word because because growing up, like, I, I, I dabbled in, like, so many different, uh, you know, creative disciplines. And, like, people didn't really know me for one thing. And, like, I could never really describe myself as one thing. And I really liked that concept. And, like, that's another reason I like Virgil so much is because, you know, he was the creative director of Louis Vuitton. But he was also, you know, a DJ. He was also an artist. He was also an architect. Uh, he was also an engineer. Like, all these different things. And he was successful at all those things, you know, um, he could walk into a room and say he was one of those things and you couldn't say he wasn't. So that's how I feel like I, I've been for a while. Um, you know, not at the same level, of course, but, you know, I feel like I've, I've been able to find some success in different disciplines, like spend some time on it, find some success, and then I could move on and like try something else. Um, but now I'm just trying to, you know, create a, create this type of, you know, environment this creative environment where i could do all those things under one one house pretty much um and like experiment but most but but like the main the main thing is to be very collaborative some of the things we're working on right now is uh we're making a literary journal which is something i've been wanting to do for a while um because i guess i just have this uh, this like perception of you know contemporary literature that is not is not the greatest like i feel like there's not not that much um good writing nowadays and i say that because like i don't know i feel like people are just i don't know when you compare writing from the past to like writing now it's very it's very like it's hyper identity based and like everybody's just trying to tell like these hyper focused um stories about like i don't know like uh you know who they are like their truths but like it it it, it takes away from um i don't know the literary aspect where like like the the nature of just like telling a story you feel me and like telling a story that could translate and like you know stand the test of time pretty much so would you say it's like um they're, they're not focused on the art but focused um what they're trying to portray exactly specifically exactly like we lost the art form that's a that's a perfect way mm. to put it and i feel like we're losing it of course there's people who are doing it but like i feel like young young writers at least that's all they're doing now that's all we're doing i do it too you feel me um because that's just the environment we're coming up and I don't know I want to I want to return to the art I understand what you're saying about like things <laughs> it's 
without conscious effort, you can lose the, the, the skills of the past. And we see that a lot these days. Attention span is shorter than it's ever been. People don't read anymore. People don't know how to, the timeless arts are gone. Like it's all just mass manufacturing. So beauty is gone with a lot of that too. Exactly. And unless you put conscious effort into one, learning the way things were done and then building off of off of it, then things can be forgotten. And so it's just nice to hear like people are <laughs> out here at least recognize the issues that we're dealing with today and that, you know, a lot of the stuff that we see is not of substance. So, right. Yeah. No, that's, that's a perfect good. way to put it, man. Like, you got to return to the classics, you know. As much as people bag on the canon now, it's like you got to return to what worked and, like, how we got to where we're at right now and then go from there, yeah. you know. And you considering know? a lot of this stuff in the creative space shapes culture, it, it's no surprise why the culture has gone in the direction it has. Um, so you fix you fix the, the media, we can the art, then also fix the culture and do that, the people. So yep. it's good that people recognize that, at least certain people. I think slowly people are starting to, to realize. But I agree. Uh, yeah, now it's just a matter of finding those people to work with. Is anybody here like a, a cinephile? Like y'all be watching movies? Yeah. I like watching movies. Lately yeah. I've been watching a lot of older ones because I don't really like the modern stuff these yeah. days. But, like what have you watched uh, recently? The last, the last movie I've seen is uh, uh, Maverick, Top Gun. Oh, word. Yeah. I heard that shit was really good. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, bro, it's uh, it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Word. Okay, what what's the last movie all y'all seen? If y'all can remember, if not, it's all good. But no, like uh, I like movies that have like a deep message mm-hmm. or tell like a really significant moment in history. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like historical um, yeah, movies. Oh, actually, Word. no, the last one I've seen is the Current War. Current. I don't yeah, know what it's that between, is. Between uh, uh, Thomas Edison, Nicholas Tesla, and uh, Westinghouse. Oh, that, that sounds, sounds crazy. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very historical movie about uh, how electricity and light bulbs were discovered. Uh, and it's a race between who who would take over the country with their um, electricity, either through AC or DC. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm going to check that out. See, yeah. these guys, they're watching. I'm just watching. Bilal's watching. I watch TV shows. You know, I watch a lot of TV. Like, more historical. Last last thing that I watched, or last movie that I watched, was Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to bow out from yeah. this one right no, here. No, no, man. How was that, though? Uh, it was better than the first one. I'll tell you that. Damn, that's the second Just one. That's crazy. Because... <laughs> I didn't know they had a second it's one. Crazy. <laughs> yo, yo it, I didn't even know this like until I heard the voice. But like Idris Elba, you know, he's a pretty good voice actor. Who does he play? You know? He plays Knuckles. That's wild. Okay. Yo, <laughs> who plays Shadow? I the, because I heard the voice, I was like, that voice sounds <laughs> so familiar. And what made me like remember like his voice is because his voice is very similar to um uh what's his name james earl jones from like you know really? all the movies like from star wars yeah. from like you know lion king uh from coming to america mm-hmm. um just like it, it's it's you, you you can always hear that voice and you know who it is right mm-hmm. off the bat that's tight you know? um so, like, wasn't it like one of my favorite actors wasn't it like on the first sonic the hedgehog they released the like the, the poster and like yeah. people, people didn't like the how he looked, and they changed it. That that got trashed so bad. I think it, I think it was like a ploy because I'm in 
uh, Ayman mentioned it. Yeah. He was like, "Yo, they. I think they did. I. I think they did this on purpose yeah. just to like get some. You know, that's actually publicity. smart. Yeah. And then they it, like a week later they switched up the character. Yeah, so, that's like, a, yeah. There's, there's no, no way. way yeah, that's facts. You're right. Movie, yeah. switched it up like you're in right, what? Because right. mm-hmm. yeah. it's hard for me to believe that this this design of Sonic went through teams of people. <laughs> Without anyone questioning it, I, I right. mean, maybe I'm just underestimating people's uh, people's to being too nice to just go yeah. along. Yeah, too nice or not even question anything. Because mm-hmm. I guess if you're yeah. like in this, this corporate structure, you don't want to tell Bro, your boss. People that in corporate are hella lazy. I'm telling you. I, I, I yeah, but not that lazy, bro. That's the thing. Like, hey, you they're know. not. You can't underestimate. Well, I mean, maybe I do have too much faith in. People. I'm just like, nah. This got to be. It's got to be. I, yeah, that sounds like, like the most logical. Yeah. Or, right, so, but yeah. what was the last movie you watched? Um, let's see. What did I watch? Let me pull or up my, my letterbox. No, no, no. I ain't, I ain't write that many movies, bro. Come on. <laughs> oh, you wrote one before? Oh, yeah. I, nah, I, I'm, yeah. I mean, just short films, bro. I've only oh. written short films and like produced one. So is it already out? Um, not too much, bro. Yeah, it's out. It's out. It's been out for like. Well, you got to put us it on. It came out right? in 2018. You got to yeah. put us on. Yeah, I got you, bro. I got you. Um, but what's it called? Yeah, I watched this movie called uh, "Down Down by Law" by by uh, Jim Jarmusch. Is it the director? That movie's so basically like, if I was to sum up like the directors who inspire me the most, it's him, Jim Jarmusch. Uh, this one French French director from like like around like the French New Wave, like seventies, eighties. Um, his name is Eric Romare, and probably like Richard Linklater. He did a, I mean, y'all know School of Rock, right? Yeah. 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 He made that, but he also made some other movies that that um, are very much different from School of Rock. But uh, so yeah, I say like those three are like some of my my favorite directors. But basically, like it's it's some movies that they made that are very much focused on like dialogue and just like focus on like conversations and like really delving deep into like motives and morals and just like. Like the the plot itself is never as or like the the conflict is never as uh as important than the reasoning behind like how the conflict arose in the first place. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of like um like Twelve Angry Men. Um, dude, I still need to watch just, that. I still need to watch that. Yeah, shit. dude, the classic one, nineteen I think fifty seven. Mm-hmm. It's it really is just a bunch of guys in a room. And they're discussing yeah. the future of this this guy's life, and yeah, it's entirely focused on the dialogue and yeah. everyone's different perspectives. There is no, there's really only two environments: the jury room, or the deliberation room, and the bathroom. Right. And and I'm guessing I'm guessing it's I'm guessing it's like still interesting, right? Like you can still watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you so. can actually. Yeah. And it's actually more honest than some of the things that you'll way more honest and raw than anything you'll see. Like you know, today with a lot of the media and things that are produced it's all just like you got to be careful what you say because mm-hmm. people might be offended and whatever no back in the day bro like Facts, man. it was all Facts, out it's, bro. it's refreshing and it's refreshing to watch and, and that is another reason i feel like literature has gone you know down to shit pretty much i told bilal I'm, there's this book that i'm i'm working on right now it's also going to be under under uh, dexis so like we're trying to do some publications as well um this book that i i'm editing um basically just a bunch of essays i wrote one of the essays is on the topic of gender roles, right? And like, I've had, like, I've I've let older 
like older people read it, um, like pr- my professors, and like they weren't even phased by it. Like not everything I said seemed like you know like it made sense. And then I let yeah. people like my age read it, and they like, yo, you got to take that shit out. Like, <laughs> like that's you're gonna like wow. you're done. You're done if you publish that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's crazy because I'm I'm just like talking about how not even not even like I guess I do state it like that I that I think gender roles are you know are valuable to society but but like just questioning like where they came from and like you know why why they were even a thing and like you know what the effect of us you know switching you know because we're switching generals it's it's not even like we you know we're getting rid of them we're more so you know switching uh switching sides pretty much almost at least that's what it seems like but you feel me no you're so right dude yeah it's like in this uh i don't know it just seems like everything has to be equal but in the process they've overshot and so now <laughs> men have become more like women and women have become more like men it's just like yo yeah, so, i i said yeah. i pretty much said exactly that like i said like yeah. in the process of like see, seeking equality or equity basically like you know what it what it kind of implies when we say like there's a there's a um, imbalance it's like basically like men are going to need are going to need to adopt some qualities of women, right? And then women are going to need to adopt some qualities of men in order to bring it to a balance. But it's basically what you said, like they overshot and now it's just an, another imbalance. And like, you know, niggas on some other shit and yeah. And then if you point out how they've overshot, it's a problem. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I was just like, yeah, what's bro. going on here, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. It's a lot of, it's well, a lot every, of weird. Everyone, yeah. mm-hmm. No, I was just saying everyone has is kind of worried about how they are perceived and worried about like everybody's judgment of yeah. them that it kind of puts them in this box or puts them um makes them afraid in their mind but mm-hmm. at, at the same time like then you have those extremes are uh in this fuck like fuck it attitude like all right fuck this shit i'm just gonna weigh out there and then they get uh like ostracized uh, how do you say it ostracized yeah 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 for it so like there, at the moment right now there is not really a safe place to like really speak about you know your, your thoughts you know unless it's so, uh, something that you own which that's what we're doing well at least trying to do here with this podcast right so the thing is i feel like it's not safe as long as you're on this side of this side of it you feel me does that make sense like if, if you're on on the side that i'm on it's like they, they're gonna come at you you feel me um yeah they don't want to hear what you have to say but you're expected to you know listen to what they have to say so i don't know bro but yeah i mean what was I talking about? I don't even no, remember. I understand yeah. where you're coming yeah. from because it's like another thing that people used to understand in the past or just not weren't limited by the past was the the fact that they just didn't have fear like the way people have now. Yeah. One, is the fear even, I get it, like if your livelihood depends on like being able to work with people, especially in like corporate structures, you kind of screwed if you speak out because your money depends on on this system. But at the same time, I think it is an opportunity for people like yourself, people like us to start building things that are independent from the structure so that we can speak our minds. And yeah, every now and then people will go too heavy, too left when they're speaking out. But I think it's it's worth the price of being able to just speak freely. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I, it's just I, like I agree, bro. The fear that people have is it's kind of crazy to me at this point. Probably because I ended up leaving that that structure, so I am more liberated than most. But even then, it's like there really isn't much to fear other than the people who are still plugged in might not like you. 
do you even want to be around them is a question exactly that yeah i got a question for like all you guys um how how often do you guys find yourselves like changing your stance on any issue like is that something that happens often like say you feel some type of way about something and maybe you know a new perspective comes about and you you're like actually maybe that's right you know and you switch up is that something that happens often yeah um if if for me um if it makes sense um yeah i i would change my stance so i am open to being wrong you know what i'm saying or uh, um yeah but then i try i try to um uh, link my moral decisions to islam you know um and yeah just uh anything like outside of that like um i just hear what what other people got to say if uh, if they have a better opinion or a better outlook than i do then i'll probably transition to theirs the last time i i feel like i changed my mind all the time like mm-hmm. i love reading different pers- i i really am drawn to weird characters like weird wild crazy characters who Same. say crazy things and they seem crazy to normal people i get it but like if you really pay attention to what they're saying they're not crazy they just have an interesting perspective or maybe they see more than you and so it's like i really i'm really drawn to that kind of stuff and plus i like to think about crazy ideas too myself these guys will tell you (laughs) i'm the one with the crazy give give them an example of uh who you like i mean there's a lot kanye is probably up there give give us your top three radical or you know what i'm saying like uh i wouldn't i wouldn't make them because they all just you like putin not not putin no (laughs) (laughs) i haven't actually i don't know russian but maybe if i did i would uh what about trump yeah he likes trump Trump. yeah yeah i fuck with trump too bro damn yes (laughs) finally why do you fuck with trump (laughs) bro like like i i just feel like we should have learned from like america by now like they they turn us you know they they turn people around and like you know all the propaganda and shit it's like you really shouldn't be listening to you know what what they're telling you all the time and like the way they defaced trump just in the media for so long it's like when you really look back what was he really doing wrong you feel me besides like his own personal shit you know aside like in terms of what he was doing as president everybody misses him now bro straight up like every <laughs> no like both sides miss him you know all sides miss him yeah so it took me a while yeah. like it took me a while to figure it out yeah people didn't know what they had until yeah. they didn't have it anymore exactly bro and it's like you guys were so worried one i think a lot of the stuff that were most of the stuff that were said was said about him at least in the the public sphere is a lot of embellishment often lies at least if you look into it you realize like a lot of it's just false reporting but mm-hmm. do you find a lot of the people who are close to you or that you know don't understand um Actually, my dad was like the biggest Trump supporter off the off the off the top. Like, and oh, everybody okay. in my family was like, thought he was crazy, you know. Yeah. But as yeah. time went on, like everybody switched around. Like everybody. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, for even, real? They switched yeah, bro. around. Yeah, like everybody in my family. Like even my sister, who's like, oh. you know, a political science major. Like, you know, she was on the most really? liberal liberal tip before, and cool. now it's like, now she's not she's not there anymore. You feel me? Like. She's not on the other side, but she's not. She's just not there no more. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. So I, I've given up on my family. They'll never learn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no, no. We've been we've been accepting of like some yeah, of your whatever, thoughts, dude. especially. <laughs> nah, I'm just hey, saying. Nah, yeah, I, I don't. I don't agree with I don't, Trump, don't bro. I, I'm gonna just stay on that side. 
Alright. Yeah, alright, dude. I'm just saying, like, he's been good for the country. He proved it again and again. Yeah, like Muslim Muslim ban aside, of course. Like I'm saying on a on a like on a large scale, you know, in terms of what he was able to do. You feel me? He was even Ukraine, bro. Ukraine, all this yeah, shit wouldn't Ukraine. be happening right now, dog. I highly doubt that would be happening. That's well, we, we don't talk politics. We don't talk. Oh, really? So I'm <laughs> oh, not going to. Yeah. Okay. No, no. I like You're not talking supposed about... to, but I mean, always go to rant every guy. I didn't bring it up this time. <laughs> Bilal did. <laughs> the R Bilal. <laughs> well, yeah, because he was trying to make sure that, you know, Trump was brought up for sure because he yeah. he, he knows that that's going to, you know, trigger you. Oh, that's crazy. <gasps> oh, shit. There's another <laughs> Trump lover. <laughs> no, see, that's the thing. I didn't know what I, what to expect when I voted for him. I was just like, you know what? At least he's oh not damn gonna, you voted like, for him okay that's crazy <laughs> yeah in 2016 damn. in 2016 and then I was like look because I couldn't do the warmonger Hillary I couldn't do it right and so I was like we oh, gotta yeah, keep it was, her out it was them two you're right you're right damn yeah so it's like that's crazy. she reintroduced slavery in Northern Africa with the serious? actions of her yeah because like when you di- displace dictators in Northern Africa then there are consequences. Mm. And she was, you know, the um, she was running the State Department during Obama's mm-hmm. term. So it's like, and then now she wants to be president despite all the corruption that she's shown. I'm like, I don't, I don't tolerate corruption. I don't like it. So mm-hmm. I was like, it's a vote against her more than anything. So right. I, I had no idea what to expect. And then this guy, my boy Trump here, exceeds my expectations in so many ways. I'm just like, oh. And then people still think like. It's it was a bad decision. I don't I don't get it. I think I think it's changed, bro. I think a lot of people have changed their perspective. But you know, it I is what so. it is. Yeah, we'll see, bro. Twenty twenty four. Who knows? <laughs> I, I worry that people also, are just gonna vote the same way they always bro, have. Bro, also the fact that they took him off of Twitter, like that shit is crazy, bro. Wow. Yeah, yeah man. It's like and they didn't even do it during the like the mid part of his term or anything. They did it right before he was walking out. It's like yeah. someone who sucker punches you when you're walking away. Facts, it's dude. It's like, dude, whatever, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and what'd he do? He went and made his own social media platform. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's some real shit. It is some real shit, for sure. That's crazy. See, I like characters like that who are like, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself <laughs> if I have to. Yeah. It might not work, but I mean, it's worth learning and trying. Facts. At least take swings, you know? Yeah. But yo, I, I asked that question about how often y'all change perspectives because I feel like now um, it's almost like people got to look around first. You feel me? Like mm. they got to look around and be like, yo, we doing this, you know, before they take that step. You know, they don't, they don't yeah. go by their own, you know, their own beliefs anymore. It's like they got to, they got to double check and make sure that nobody's going, you know, tell them that they're wrong. Or like they got to have a good amount of people supporting them before they could do that, you know? So like that shit. Well, I think yeah. that takes a little wisdom. You know, you got to be a little bit older to really understand. Most of the time when you're younger, you're more impressionable. You know, you're leaning towards a group of people like a community or a bond that you start from a young age. Or even like, you know, in your early, like, you know, your early 20s, you're, you know, still trying to build bonds because you're at the end of like graduate college, starting your focus, like you're around certain individuals you're trying to build. So then you start conforming to those individuals or, uh, or those groups. So like after, I feel like I'm going to say, uh, I believe once you hit over 25 or, you know, you know, somewhere in the thirties, then you start to understand like it, like not worrying about other people's thoughts or beliefs change your view, how, you know, the world works. Right. 
So you don't want to be that person who is always, you know, changing the views depending how strong everybody else feels about it. You know? Now for me, I, I tried, I tried to challenge the status quo a little. So like, I'm not, I'm not too far to the left where I'm just like, no, this is ridiculous. Well, you're stupid. You need to figure out your own shit you know, because you, you're not making at the same time, like I can understand and still be open to other people's ideas without worrying about uh, forming. As it should so, be. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. Word. Do you think uh, some of it is in like some people just have this, in, maybe they're just born contrarians. So, or so sometimes the, I guess the problem with contrarian is they just default to whatever the opposite of people think. But at the same time, do you think it's something that someone's born with that ability to question things and speak their mind regardless of whatever's come with it? Yeah, no, I, I think so, man. Like, uh, I think it's a lot of different layers to it as well. Like, like especially, um, how do I put it? Like, I guess what I'm talking about mostly is like in regards to just Western society and like, like the how secular everybody is. It's like, it's so easy. You know, it's just like the, um, the concept where, you know, it's like a if you don't believe in something, you know, you believe in everything pretty much. It's just what, what does everybody believe in now? You know, and that's what everybody switches to. So I feel like that's where the majority of people are right now. But, you know, there will be the contrarians and like, you know, I feel like I was, I, I was a contrarian for a long time, but you know, now it's like, it's more so rooted in, you know, understanding that the truth is, you know, less, I guess, what is it? It's like the path, you know, the path less traveled pretty much. Um, so like really being, really being focused on truth rather than just being, op, you know, uh, a part of the opposition to whatever everybody else is doing. Um, so that's, I, that's where my focus lies, but I feel like that's a thing as well. Like there's the contrarians, um, there's the people who just don't even, you know, question anything. And then there's the people who just follow whatever the times are telling them to do. Those are the secularism of the modern modern world especially for the intellectual types it's often that they'll dismiss religion easily not realizing that they have a religion of their own which often is like science has become the religion for a lot of people these days not realizing that science itself is very mercurial and there's there's with science things are never concrete things can change at any time and so like all these things even recently it's it's turning out that people are discovering these things that they thought were true weren't at least in the scientific world and when you look back at history and all the great scientific people and people who discovered all these fundamental truths about the world and physics and chemistry all that you find that a lot of them or even astronomy a lot of them were religious people and so it's like it's easy for our modern intellectuals to just dismiss religion as if it's just some you know, only idiots believe because clearly we science is the future when in reality they have no idea that they're just being midwits. And <laughs> it's like there's a lot of wisdom in in a lot of the religious texts that people or the religions that people follow. And that's what they're they don't understand the deeper meaning behind behind religion. So it's a lot of arrogance that comes I agree, from it. Man. But, I agree. And that's the thing. I used to be there too. I remember when I was in college, like I studied engineering, like I would look at my professors, you know, all these like really smart people who are following religion, some religion. And I'm just like, how does this make sense? How, how is this congruent? And now as an old, as much older and understanding life better, I understand, I understand. So. Right. Yeah, bro. It's like, I always think about that, uh, 
what is it Nietzsche uh, Nietzsche Friedrich Nietzsche um there's like that scenario he talks about where it's like the person walking in the woods and they come across a watch um and it's like you if you find a watch in the woods your first thought is somebody dropped it here you feel me somebody mm-hmm. you know somebody made it somebody came over here wearing it and they lost it here or something but there was someone who manufactured it you know how come you could think that about a watch but you know you can't think that about literally everything else the earth the universe the complexity yeah. of our our you know our bodies like these things that are so much more grand than you know a mere watch you feel me yeah. yeah i heard i heard someone on the podcast say like one of the predictions that they made about like 20 years ago was that the theory of evolution would be debunked uh, and it's looking like the scientific community is actually headed in that direction so it's crazy like they're rediscovering things that people knew back in the day going back to the what we were talking about earlier the classic it's, it's a shame that it had to go through this path of like rediscovery, but at least there are people out there. Yeah, so. there's there's a show that I I really like. It's actually my favorite my favorite show like of all time. Um, called Adventure Adventure Time. I don't know if y'all heard of it, but oh yeah, it's on Cartoon Network, baby. Yeah, that's my shit. Hey, that's my favorite show ever, man. Um, there's this there's this character in it. She's a she's a vampire, and She's like lived like thousands of years, you know, and there's this quote that she says where somebody, somebody asked her, it was like another vampire. He asked her, what's one thing that you learned living like all these thousands of years? And she said, she said, everything, everything is like a pattern. Like everything just happens over and over again. And nobody lives long enough to see the pattern. You feel me? So I feel like that's where we're at. Like we just keep going, you know, we just keep going in this loop you know, returning to old values or whatever it is. It's like just boom, start from scratch, you know, run it into the ground and then bring it back. You feel me? Hold up, hold up. Yo, Akram, you watch uh, you watch Adventure Time? Uh, yeah. Yeah? yeah man. Uh, I, I watched like the first... Word. I kind of fell off of it yeah. just because, you know, it was kind of, you know, going through this part. Yeah. But it's definitely... You would think it's like a kid's show at first just because of like the art, mm-hmm. the, the artwork, but then it gets deep. It does, bro. And I'm like... It does. Wow. So they, they went into more of focusing on story, focusing on the characters as opposed to focusing on the art, mm-hmm. which I thought for the longest time, Cartoon Network was like just picking up all these trash, you know, cartoons because of like the type of artwork that was being displayed on those shows. So like with it, when I, when I first saw Adventure Time, I was like, damn. All these artists are being fucking lazy yeah, and shit. Yeah, what kind of bullshit? I thought the same, bro. What kind of bullshit, bullshit shit is this? <laughs> yeah, but man. But when you actually watch the show, sit down and then see like how mature the characters are and how real some of like situations, you know, mm-hmm. relate to real life. Like, goddamn. Okay. Thanks, bro. Yeah. I, I, like, I probably would have done that. Like, if I was in that scene, mm-hmm. like. God, yeah, yeah okay. man. It's it, they have genuine like, you know, character development throughout. Like they the characters get older. You feel me? Like yeah. they actually get yeah. older in the show. Um, and like okay, so they you you grow with them. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. Like I I I started you know watching it when it first came out, and like I grew up with it. Ended what like two two three years ago, and like yeah, that shit was crazy, man. It's it's really like one of the best written shows like I've ever seen. Um, would you ever screenwrite an animation? Shit, if it was something like that, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah. What kind of stuff are you writing right now? Right now, um, so I'm working on like, I'm working on this series. Um, 
it's like a it's like a short film series that's basically about like car car conversations so like the name of it, it the title the title is come out come outside right so it's like you know all these all these conversations that people have like when they're in some type of dilemma or like you know in some situation or somebody just trying to post up you know in the car outside the house you know late at night or something you know it's just like those conversations that happen um but you know just trying to have very specific situations so like one of them is about um this guy who gets scammed and then he calls up his homie because he thinks like he thinks like his social security got stolen and like he thinks he's about to go to jail because of some fraud and like all this crazy shit and he calls up his homie and he pulls up and then like it's just this this like very comical um you know conversation that they have and this just all takes place in the car you know so it's kind of like that like how you're talking about they keep it in one in one uh setting i'm trying to utilize that you feel me um yeah so so like that's one story and then like another one is like you know this guy and girl who like you know they they used to have a thing but they just uh you know some weird tension between them and like they're trying to talk about it and like whatever it is um so just like stories like that you feel me so each one i'm trying to make it like each one is a short and then eventually just compile them into one you know full length yeah so that's one thing i'm working on right now Mm -hmm. cool Thanks, man. Like, yeah, like a bunch of short stories. Will they all tie it together in the end when you do combine them? Um, so, like, one thing I'm trying to steal from that director, Jim Jarmusch, because he he does a lot of these. Like, that's where I got the idea. Um, uh-huh. It's always some type of, like, dialogue, like something that they say that is in each one, that, that's in each short. Um, so, like, in one of them, in one, one film that he has, it's called Cigarettes and Coffee. Um Actually, I recommend all you guys watch that. That shit is that shit is really good. It's a uh, it has a lot of like famous famous actors and like musicians. Like there's one skit with the RZA, the Jizza, and Bill Murray, and it's just like a crazy combination. And like they have such good chemistry, and like they all play themselves, you know. But the theme is cigarettes and coffee. Each one each one of them are just at a you know at a at a diner or something having cigarettes and coffee. And something that keeps coming up is it's very odd. They keep talking about like being doctors. Like so many characters are just are doctors for some reason, and they're like like uh, I don't know. It's just it's just the the specific things they say. It's, it's it's very comical. I don't really know how to put it, but there's no real connection between them. But except for that, like except for these little quirky things that they say, you know. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah it's- I'm not sure yet. I don't know. Like I've noticed, constraints some sometimes lead to much better creativity and expression. So, like that's why, I, like films or short stories or anything that have this like bounding box, then you have to tell something profound or important in like one setting and see if you can. And so, like I think one of the curses of modern creativity is that you have at least a lot of the bigger studios and established players have too much, and so they end up throwing too much or covering the lack of creativity with um, spectacle instead of just focusing on the storytelling, which is why I don't really resonate with like a lot of the content that's made these days. It's like every modern movie these days just seems like it's all formulaic and usually like they try to get you with explosions or graphics or something like that. And it's like none of this is of substance or deeper meaning. And so you don't really connect with it. It's like it's cool to watch if you just want to be numb 
And I think that has a purpose when you're just trying to relax and chill. But if media and art is supposed to push culture, the stuff that is being made today doesn't. Do it. And so it's like when you put the constraints on creative on creativity, sometimes you can really you can get to the deeper meaning. I don't know if no, nah, makes sense, but, that makes perfect um, sense, bro. Like I was just thinking about that today, actually, because um, it could be the it could be the difference between like how you how you put it, like the spectacle and just like all these all this filler, right? in these films to just fill up the time between, you know, connecting one scene to the next um, because people can't pay attention. Right. Because that's, that's why people, that's why they do it. Right. Like people they have, they have to keep people engaged. Short attention span. Right. Yo, I feel that way all the time. I'm always right? fast forwarding. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. So like I was watching this movie today um, called uh, certain women by what's her name? Kelly Reichardt, I think. And, there was this one scene that is literally never not going to leave my head now um, where this character, she, she, she grabs her keys. She walks out her front door and it's like the, the shot is her leaving from inside the house, like walking out her front door at night. And when she walks out, the, sh the shot is still focused on the door, right? Like she's not in the shot anymore. She's outside. You hear her like with her keys. She opens her car door. She gets in the car, turns on the car. The lights turn on, and you're just seeing all this from inside the house, right? And she turns on the car. You hear the, you know, you hear the car start up, and then she backs out the driveway. And you just watch that from inside the house the whole time. And I'm just like, like it's not boring. It's just this is how you, you know, establish the setting. This is how you create, you know, emotion and everything, and like just like better en encapsulate the, the 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 viewer into, you know, the actual goings on of the movie you feel me yeah yeah and then would you ever get into like full-length films or anything like that or oh, yeah, absolutely i mean that's that's the goal for sure yeah that's the goal yeah bro i mean just doing what i can right now you feel me? what was the thing that you mentioned the the, the work that you've done already i'd want to check it out oh yeah um it's called it's called relapse um you just look up relapse by bilal muhammad it's, it's it's very it's very mid like that was my first film like ever and I wrote that shit in like like a week and made it in a week. <laughs> That's dope. I mean, you just got to start. I think the, the, the thing people don't understand is like the first is always going to suck. Like, And usually the ones following it are going to suck too, but you get better every time. And, and then eventually you reach a point where it's actually really good. But then because you're so good at that point, you're, you're the most critical on your own work, hmm. not realizing that everyone else doesn't see the mistakes that you see. And so... It's like it's the curse of creativity sometimes. That's crazy. That's facts. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, found, I found the video. Oh, you did? Yep. Cool. 2018. <laughs> yeah. Oh, got it. All it's right. Been yeah. A and thank you for all the like the movies you've dropped. I've been looking for things to like watch. That. Yeah, bro. I, I recommend watching anything Jim Jarmusch. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Okay. It's it's just very cool stuff. Like he he does he does characters really well. Like they, mm -hmm. they feel like, you know, characters, like out of us, out of, you know, just a good story. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. Let the people know where to find you, what you got going on and your socials, if you want to drop them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter, um, at, at Bickness, B-I-C-K-N-E-S-S. -S. Uh, but I would, you know, mostly recommend following my, my, my production company account at uh, Dykes' official, D-E-I-X-I-S-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. That's pretty much where I'm going to reside from now on. I'm not really using my personal that much anymore. 
you know, shifting into becoming, you know, my company and what I represent. So yeah, that's where I'll be. Really cool. Um, yeah, as it's, it's nice seeing people are really out there trying to make stuff that's all the stuff that we lost. It's like, I just like it when creative people are, are pushing things or like creating things that aren't the standard garbage. Likewise, it's, it's man. just been a refreshing conversation. So I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, I appreciate it too, man. Yeah. I'll bring you in one of these days um, with other people that have already been through the interview part. And then we can all just conversate about different things, uh, different views. So you know? Yeah. The more heated, the better, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, I'm on that type of energy. <laughs> Hey, bro, mark my words. I'm getting canceled real soon, bro. <laughs> See, I always say that. I always say that on this podcast. Huh? I'm like, I hope I get canceled. Nah, for real, man. Like, I, like I'm, I'm, I've lost my patience. Like, it's done. Like, I'm not, I'm not, nah, 100%, bro. Uh, it's going to be yeah. interesting, man. Uh, That's hilarious. <laughs> this is great. This is awesome. Like, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, yeah, bro. I'm, I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm getting canceled and I'm getting picked up by the right team, bro. Trust me. Yes. <laughs> it's a good filter. It's a good filter. Yeah.